Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Garrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith Austin here, and I am here with my awesome and amazing partner, Misty Kerrigan. And today we have a special guest for you. Let me tell you, we are going, better yet, we are right in the new year. And as we enter this new year, we thought, what a better time to bring on a guest who can speak about one of the number one goals that people have. And that is making more money, saving money, investing money. And today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Mrs. Michelle Cerna. And Michelle comes to us as a CPA with over 24 years experience. She's a Christian, a nonfiction author, and the co-founder of our Family Heritage Nonprofit and Money Coach. Michelle uses her money coaching skills to help people free themselves from financial stress and to help marriages by guiding couples on how to remove the financial stress and help premarital couples start on the right foot right away financially. As long as she can remember, Michelle has always wanted to help others with money. And this may be partly due to her having some financial insecurity in her childhood. However, her background has helped her to learn how to be very creative with money, how to prioritize, and how to make money stretch. See, she believes that God gave her a gift to help people in the area of finances. She also believes that with God's help and provision, we are no longer need to allow money to rule our lives or cause us stress, but we can master our money. Woo! I am so excited to bring to you today, Miss Michelle Cerna. Welcome, Michelle. Hello, hello. We are Great so to be excited. here today. Yes, we are excited to have you here on the show. You know, you have such an ex- impressive background, 24 years in the financial industry. And, you know, I always ask the question, what inspired you? But you kind of told in your bio, but I'd like to hear it from your mouth. What inspired you to really get into this financial world? I guess it's just I've always been uh, good with money. I watched my dad and how he handled things. I was pretty much his shadow. I would just follow him wherever he went. I would ask him a million questions. And he was always so patient and answered all of my questions to the best of his ability. And so I just would see what he was doing financially, how he was keeping books, how he would pay the bills. And he didn't care. I was looking over his shoulder. He just answered all my questions. And I just have always had that interest to move forward with all things money. That is so awesome. And you know, money is a problem for many people and having that background really gave you a solid foundation. Now I noticed you in your bio, you also mentioned that you had a financially insecure childhood. Tell me a little bit more about that and what you mean, considering that your dad (laughs) was such a strong financial influence in your life. Well, I don't know all the details of how my parents came to be in that situation. However, growing up, we, there were five children, all very close in age. 
And there was a lot of financial responsibility there to raise us and to feed us and clothe us. And we had what we needed, but we didn't have more. And so the things that we may have wanted, we were not always able to to have. I see. And, you know, and that's a challenge. I grew up in a home where finances were very, very tight. And honestly, that tight feeling for me as a young teenager inspired me to want more, more of not to the point of abundance, but more of, I just don't want to live in in lack completely. So I got my first job at 14 years old and I've been working every (laughs) since, you know, and I think because there was a lack that we actually, I found a way to become a big saver instead of an excessive spender because I didn't know when the next dollar was coming or what I needed to do next. So I always depended on that. So when you think about that, Michelle, what are your thoughts? Were you a spender, a saver, you know, because finances were so tight in your household? I I think for me, I am more of a saver, not so much saving tons of, but not spending every dime that I have, not trying to get into debt to buy things or anything like that. And I will say that watching my dad, he was so creative in the way that he would solve problems financially. And we had used cars always, and they would be prone to breaking down. And he would just get in there and fix them himself. He would check out the book from the library on how to to fix the car, and he would fix it. And so realizing that, you know, money doesn't have to solve everything. We have so much creativity in ourselves and so much that we've been given that God has given us full provision in every area. Even if it's not what we think we want, we have that, the basics. We always have that, always. So do you or think- Or it's the way to, to get it. Right. Do you think, uh, I know you're, you're a coach now and, and you've been in the money game for quite a while, that if entrepreneurs and business owners, if they don't change their blueprint personally, that affects their business? Definitely. Definitely. Have you seen that pattern? Do the same thing. You're going to have the same habits personally as you're going to carry them over into your business. So if you don't change the mindset of how to uh, succeed personally in your finances, you're going to likely have a hard time in your, in your business as well. That is uh, is insane. Listeners, I hope that we kind of understand that. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we want to jump into this new world, but if we don't take care of some of our own behaviors, our own habits, it could definitely impact our business. And then another question I have is- I will say- Go ahead, Michelle. I will say as an entrepreneur, there might be some more risks involved and you're going to have to be very careful when you take financial risks and really um, seek guidance from others who have gone before you because you don't want to just jump all in in that financial risk. There will be some risk, uh, but you do definitely want to get some guidance before doing that. I know in some cultures and even in some uh, middle class, maybe even a poor, but it might be such a taboo subject. And I was reading a book and it said that wealthy people love discussing money, love discussing business ideas, love discussing growth. But in some uh, households, that may be a tough subject to broach because we were raised that that's not appropriate to talk about money. And um, why would, I can't go to a coach and let them know how poorly I'm doing with money. So that must be uh, a really hard bridge sometimes to help, help people feel not scared to cross and start talking about this. 
Yes, I think people can feel very vulnerable when it comes to money because they may perceive that they have made mistakes and they are concerned that people are going to judge them, that they're not going to be able to overcome these mistakes or they're going to be just condemned for doing the things they've done. It takes um, trust to talk to somebody about money. And when money is such an over-looming crazy, you know, when you're, when you're held kind of hostage by money, because every move you make is requiring a decision about money, it is very difficult to discuss it freely. Whereas you talk about millionaires that talk about money freely, because it no longer owns them, they have financial freedom in the way that they use their money, they feel successful in the way they use their money. So they don't have that same vulnerability. But when we feel like every move we make is going to be a decision um, based on money, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And that's what I'm here to try to help people get out of that. We don't need that. Let's, let's free ourselves up so we can go enjoy doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. I could not write fast enough right now, Michelle, when you were talking. Oh my gosh, that is some great stuff. And I noticed from your bio, and I can't tell you, unfortunately, how many people I know that might not be together today because of money. And I've never heard, yeah. and, and I love, I think you have such a great product here. Uh, I've never heard anyone really want to come in and help money in marriage or even prep people to be able to make those, how to make money decisions together. And I know your books are yeah. very good books, very based in marriage and very good foundation. Yeah. So you're going to find some of that in the bio down below, guys. If it's really great books. It strengthens marriages. And I think having that financial topic it's really important for strong marriages. Do you, do you yes, also believe Definitely. That? And it's that same vulnerability that you were talking about in that same concept of, oh, we don't talk about money in our house. When you come together with someone and you're spending the rest of your life with them, if you don't talk about money before you get married, it will come up and you will not be able to avoid it. Yes. And, you know, I can attest to that personally. And I'm, 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 I just got off of a, a pot or show where I was talking. And one of the things I told to the people is that you have freedom when there's truth and transparency. So right now I'm going to have a transparent moment. My marriage was destroyed because of money. We had a little different perspectives on how we viewed money. I have been a, a 14 year old uh, owner and I've continued those systems throughout my life. And the way I see money was very different than the way my spouse saw money. And there was often conflict as a result of that. And we were never able to get past it. I'd like to openly talk about it, but that wasn't the same thought on the other side. So I can totally see the value of what you're teaching to couples to help them survive through their marriage with this financial aspect, because it's so huge. Because if that conversation can't take place, you can't move forward. Yep, so I love definitely. it. Absolutely love it. So Michelle, tell us a little bit about how you not only help couples, but how you're helping people right now with your coaching. What are some of the core things that you do in your day-to-day with your clients and people that you're helping get a handle on their finances? Well, the most important thing to do, well, first of all, realize that what I'm offering it's math, basically, and anybody can do the math. But what I'm offering to people that's different is hope. Because if they can do the math, and they haven't done it yet, then something else needs to change. 
So they need to change the way they're looking at it, the way they're prioritizing, and make some really good decisions that they're going to move forward. So once you decide that you're all in and you want to change, that you're tired of being bound up by money and it ruling every aspect of your life, then you can move forward in looking at what are the priorities? What are the basics that you need every day? Let's get a budget. Let's get this on paper right now. Let's decide just the basics, not all the extras, just the basics. And that's like basically the first step. And like I said, it's, it's math. Anybody could do it. But if you don't have that deciding factor that, you know what, I'm tired, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, as they say, then you're not going to move forward. That's powerful. And as I mentioned at the start of the show is that right now we're in the new year. It's 2021. And one of the things that people want is they want to get better with their money. Either they want to save more, they want to make more, they want to get out of debt. It's it's 90% of the goal centered around money and health, I must say. So when you think about that, help these people, help our audience actually develop a plan. And I heard you say budget was one of the first things. So now that they've created a budget, where do they go from? Well, the budget is really key because especially um, you want to have someone you're accountable to. That's why I do really love to coach couples, but you don't have to be a couple to be coached, but you want to find someone that will help you be accountable. You want to identify what are your priorities? What is it that you want to change? What are the goals that you want to move towards? So when you get that budget down, it allows you to decide, do I want to continue paying money for this thing that I don't really need? And then if you decide that you don't need it, you can apply that money towards your goal. So it's really important to get it down on paper, because if you don't know where your money is going, then your money is going to take you wherever. I love that. I know that. If you don't know where your money is going, your money's going to take you wherever. Write that down, Misty. That's a good one. That's a good show, no one. But I know that you are um, partnered with Dave Ramsey. And I always, always hear Dave Ramsey says, tell your money where to go. And I'll tell you, exactly. that was so powerful for me. Having been a background in business, MBA with a finance and marketing background, I used to follow Robert Kiyosaki. And then one day I discovered Dave Ramsey. And what I loved about Dave Ramsey is he gives people practical baby steps they can follow to turn their financial life around. And when I think about that, I think about telling your money where to go. Dave Ramsey taught me something that I didn't get in my college institution in that university. And I'll tell you, that's been trans, that's been life-changing for me. Looking at finances, looking at debt and really repositioning myself so that I can survive without, with or without a million dollar career. You know, those were mind-changing, mind-blowing impact. And so I know those are some of the tips that you teach your clients. I want to know more. Tell me more. Well, I find that once people start putting that budget down on paper, that they, the most people didn't realize that they didn't know where their money was going. They were like, I, I have this debt. I'm paying it. I'm paying it. I'm paying it. I even pay a little bit extra, but I don't feel like I'm making a dent in it. And so they don't even realize that they have this money they're spending that they don't even realize they're spending. So after putting that budget down on paper and realizing what's most important, the second thing to do is to stop charging. Stop using that credit card. Don't Mm. use it. 
I understand that there are situations and emergencies that we have to do it. But for those day-to-day everything, don't put your groceries on your credit card. Do not put Starbucks on a credit card. If you don't have the money, don't buy it. But I can get points, Michelle. I can get points. <laughs> Why not? And so, and so what happens is that you're watching, you're, you're paying your credit card down, maybe even paying more than minimum. But what you're putting on your card is canceling out what you're paying down. And you're never going to move forward in any kind of debt. You always feel like you're behind, like you can't make a dent in it. Mm. You know, I, I have a question. Go ahead. Here's my question. Do I have to be rich to afford you, Michelle? <laughs> no, there are plenty of rich people that need me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes the people that want to do better with their money are scared to reach out to get coaching. It's vulnerable, but also, is it too expensive? Is there, is there ways to get coaching um, within my budget to help me have a bigger budget? Um, let me ask you a question. Um, do you have do you have cable? No. In your home, do you have cable? Do you have um, any kind of uh, streaming devices or anything like that? One thing that you can identify right away is a cable bill. Maybe you don't have one, but a lot of people do. And the average cable bill is costing people one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Whoa. That is one place that they can identify where they could afford a money coach. <laughs> and you might not have it and you might not realize that people do, but let me tell you, they do. <laughs> a lot of people are paying 150 or more for a cable service. Oh my God. So you can identify, how about Starbucks? Do you know if you're buying a $5 Starbucks <laughs> every day? Not every day. <laughs> that is, okay, five days a week is $100 a month. So you can find places where you could cut out if it's really important to you, if you really want to get out of debt. Otherwise, you, it really just doesn't hurt that bad. You really just don't want it. If you're not going to look for the places that you can stop spending money in order to get help to get on track, that, I mean, that's the bottom line. How about you? Keep it Michelle real. be throwing daggers, Kimberly. Keep it yeah. real. <laughs> Do you pay for TV? Then you could pay for a coach. Do you drink coffee? You could pay yep. for a coach, Michelle. That is game yep. changer. I love it. So I've heard a couple things. I've heard budget is important. That's the first step. It's the foundational step. Basically seeing what your expenses are. Then from there, you kind of start looking at how you cut things out of your budget and planning for future things. Now, one of the things I heard is stop using your credit card for all of these frivolous expenses. If you don't need it, don't use your credit card. And I love it because I know that cash is king. And when you can use cash, you put yourself <laughs> in a better position. But Michelle, tell us more. What are your thoughts on credit as a whole? Not just for frivolous things, but as a whole. Do you believe there's value in having some credit, having credit available in, in case of emergencies. What are your thoughts on that? Great question. Especially, let me, let me add to it, especially as business owners. I'm a long-term entrepreneur business owner, and there are times when there needs to be a line of credit for various expenses. But I want to hear your perspective on that, Michelle, as my CPA, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe personally that 
you could have one emergency credit card. I know that Dave Ramsey teaches to cut out all credit cards. I believe you could have one. Uh, This is talking personally, not talking about a business, but personally, you could have one, but don't use it. I believe that credit scores are important with respect to one thing, and that's buying a home. Because realistically, if you are to, I mean, I really believe we don't need to be debt free. I really believe in the biblical principle of owing no, no man anything but love. I really do believe in that. I know that we're not all in that place, and it takes time to get to that place. But I don't believe that having debt, having credit cards is something that we need to do. Having good credit for a mortgage is fine. Having a 15-year mortgage is key or less. I don't think that we need to be bound up with debt. If we don't need it, if we don't, if we don't have the money, we don't, we don't need to buy it. And so for, for as far as for businesses, I mean, there's, there is an aspect of having a line of credit and having, and like I say, like before, there is a certain amount of risk in having a business and you'll need to get guidance on that and what's best for you. But in all cases, if possible, wherever you can, if you need that credit, pay it off as soon as you can pay it off at the due date. Don't let it accumulate interest, pay it off. Yes, I love it. And you know, right now we're nine months in the midst of a pandemic, global pandemic right now, and money is an issue. There are over 23 million people that have lost their jobs. Uh, Unemployment is high. We're seeing that the government has kicked in and added in extra funding for people. But even on a tiny budget during COVID, what are some things people can do to, to just keep their finances intact? Maybe while their income is cut, you know, and, and here's the other thing, income is cut, but expenses I find are a little bit lower because of the travel and the commuting and the restaurants, those things have also had an impact. What are your thoughts right now and, and, and advice to people who are struggling during this time to get their finances in order? I think it's pretty difficult to start now um, and and have the path be what it is. In other words, what we can do moving forward is we can start setting up an emergency fund. And that will help us for times like this that are not expected. It does take time and and it takes effort, but there should be at least an emergency savings of $1,000 in your bank for big things like a car repair or a copay on a hospital visit or a water heater breaking. And from there, as you're able to pay off your debt, you should also continue to build up a larger emergency fund, one for three to six months of expenses. And that's for specifically for such a time as this, where if you do find yourself laid off or furloughed or out of work, that you have the savings so that you can pull from it to manage these times. Now, we're already here. We're already in it. We may not have had that emergency fund. We may not have had help. But I will say that for any funds that we receive, say, you know, they have the COVID payment from the IRS that that we're getting, the $1,200, or if there's more to come, don't spend it. Don't go out and just spend it on something. Oh, I deserve this. I'm so stressed out. Oh, I need this on just anything. Try to put it aside. Try to use it for those basic needs, the transportation, the housing, the food. Don't spend it on frivolous things. Totally makes sense. Great points. 
Totally makes sense. So as we go into um, really looking at getting a handle of our finances so that we can win, so we can clear the debt, so that we can save more. And that's something I want to talk about a little bit. So we've talked about putting steps in place to put the budget, reduce the credit. How do you think of, how do you go into saving? You know, I know so many people want to save for that new house, that new home, that new computer or whatever they need. How, how, what are those practical steps to help them begin their journey to saving, if you will? Sure. I think we just have to go back to the beginning. Once you get your budget, once you get your initial $1,000 uh, emergency fund in place, I believe you should use all extra money. Just put savings on pause for a moment and pay off all debt. Once you pay off all your debt, then you can really concentrate on that savings. Then you can really concentrate on that house savings or a new quote unquote new car, you know, a, a used vehicle for a decent price and not have to borrow money for it. But I think the initial step is to get that debt, that debt paid off so that you can be free to save towards those goals. So let me clarify. Are you saying to me that I cannot save if I'm in debt? I'm not saying that you can't, but one way to get that savings to really get injected with more, um, more oomph, more money to save is to get rid of all those debt payments that you have right now. Think about the debt payments you might have right now, whether they're credit cards, student loans, car payments. What if you were to add up all of those payments that you're making and apply them towards your savings. How would your savings account look hmm. if you were to apply all those payments better to that? Yeah. So just to put on your, your savings on, <laughs> just to put your savings on pause for a moment until you get your debt pay down. Yes. Love you that. know, I 100% agree with the methodology. As I mentioned, when I discovered Dave Ramsey and it's been some years now, and I lived a life where I didn't have debt. Only debt I had was a vehicle and a mortgage. I made sure that I keep my uh, credit debt or any of those things at either non-existent or very, very low. And when Dave shared with me the value of buying a used car, because I used to lease, I, I worked in corporate, big, big money making. I bought BMWs all the time. And I, at points in times, I had a $900 car payment. Yes, I said $900. That was BMW wow. 745IL. I was rolling and I thought I was looking good. And truth be told, at the time, I made an income where I probably could have paid for that car outright in maybe two months income. But never did I know yeah. the value of doing that. And instead, I leased. Yeah month after month and wasted money. And when I discovered right. Dave Ramsey's total money makeover, I made some major changes. And what I did is I bought a car cash. I no longer yeah. wow. had that expense staring at me. And you know what? It gave me freedom like no other. Yeah, it does. It, can you imagine putting 900 a month in savings and where your retirement account might look right now? Michelle. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Fire. Can but you, I was, I can really but you know, and truth be told, I was young and dumb. I was in my uh, late 20s, young and dumb, 
but I, I knew that that wasn't for me. So I didn't have a lot of it, but that was one thing that I spent money on because someone said, oh, you can afford it. Sure. I thought, oh yeah, I can. Let's floss. Let's do it. But that <laughs> sure. wasn't the way to go for me. Yep. Yep. Now in my- and that's the way we're taught. We're, t- we're taught to, to, to have the best, to look the best. But if it's all on the outside and nothing on the inside, I mean, what's the point? I might rather much more focus on how I'm improving myself on the inside than how I look on the outside to others in my BMW or whatever luxury vehicle or my fancy house that I can't afford. Um, I'd rather live in a, in a mobile home, honestly, than, than to be in, in bondage to something that I can't even afford just to have a a look or an appearance Mm. of having. I think you said it best. Just get out of being held hostage by money where your every decision and every stress level isn't about how am I going to get to that next day or with the, that whole stress of living check to check. If people understood how freeing it feels not to have to stress every two times a month, um, I think that they would be able to focus and, and have the mindset for other things and see more opportunities. And one thing I want to bring out too, how many people, especially in this season, how many people want to be able to give more? Do you mm. think that people, generally speaking, uh, are um, selfish or do you think that they're giving people, they care about others? I think there's, there's way more good than evil in this world. And I think that if we were not in hostage to all this debt, that we could give in a way we've never given before. And we wouldn't see so much of the lack in our communities. I mean, think about the impact we could have in our communities, in our families, maybe even. Maybe we have siblings or parents that are struggling. And what a blessing to be able to have that freedom to give when you want and not say, oh, no, I have to make my car payment this month. Darn, I can't help you. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And you know, as you were speaking about the inside, that was the thought that came to my mind and speaking about giving is an internal act. You know, it's an act, in my opinion, you know, it's an act of obedience. It's an act of love. It's an act of sacrifice. It is so amazing when you have the ability and the capability of giving. And when you free yourself by creating a budget, when you free yourself by reducing and removing that debt from your life, you are now in a position to give. So now you have, you know, the opportunity to spend, save and give. And your giving has an impact beyond just you. It's beyond your household. That's right. It's beyond, it's in the community. Yep. It's changing the world. Money, money problems keep us selfish, honestly. And we don't think we are, but it, it keeps us in a selfish mode. I agree. That's I good. agree. And I think when we can reframe how we see money, it allows us to see life differently. I know that years yeah. ago, I, I now changed my view. Money is a tool. It's a tool. It's a resource. It is not my everything. Yeah. It does not define me, you know, and that's a right. huge part. When, when people can come to that it's place. Huge. Like, that's huge. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And money and money is, I, and I just thought of this right now. Money is a maturity matter. That's an MM. It's maturity. <laughs> because when you're immature and you don't understand money, you spend it frivolously and you do whatever. But when there's maturity there, 
you manage your money. We are, we are called to be stewards of our money, right? We are not owners. We don't own it. We didn't create it. We didn't make it. We are stewards of this money. And that stewardship comes through maturity. Whoa, I'm sorry. If I must say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> what a revelation. All right. So let's let's kind of wrap it up a little bit. And I want you to give rapid fire. Give us three things that our listeners, our audience can really do when it comes to money, when it comes to setting up their 2021, when it comes to finances and money. I want you to think about the dreamers, the entrepreneurs, the business owners and just the everyday person. Three things that they can do to set up their year to have nothing but success. I don't care who you are. If you have plenty of money or just a little bit, you need to get a budget on paper, so to speak. It could be in an app. It could be a worksheet. It could be hand drawn. You need a budget. You need to know where your money is going. You need to no longer be led by your money taking you wherever. That's number one, budget. Then you need to get that $1,000 emergency fund. Get it set up. The same principle uh, that we talked about before, if you can I just, just do your basic needs and put all the rest in your emergency fund. And number three, get out of debt. It is holding you hostage. It is controlling your every day. You need to get out of debt. And I can help with that. Wow. I love it. I love it. Michelle, tell us where we can find you. Well, I do have a Facebook page called Master Your Money. And I also have a blog that I post on that Facebook page three days a week on just little quick tips for your day just to get you thinking about money in a way that maybe you haven't before. So that's probably the best way you can find me is through the Facebook page. All right. Very good. We'll also have that in the comments, too. We'll have the link. We'll put that in the show notes. But I want you to share with our audience maybe a few of your favorite money resources. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's an app. Maybe it's a podcast. Share with them because we want to give them some tools that they can use to help make their 2021 amazing. <laughs> well, I do. I do love Dave Ramsey. I love his tools. Uh, you can go to his website and download some free tools. One of the best things on there for me at this point is how can I get my house paid off faster? That's just where I'm at right now. So they have this amazing calculator that shows you, you can put in all different things, how much you're spending now and how, what date you want to have it paid off by. And it will tell you how much extra you need to pay for it. So that is a really fun tool. I love it. Even if I can't do it right now to the extent that it tells me I can't, you know, that you can put 400 more and you'll be finished 10 years faster. Well, maybe I can't do that right now, but it gets me dreaming and hoping that, that I can do it, you know, eventually. And another great app out there that also, I believe it's a Ramsey product now is called Everyday Dollar. It's a budget app. It's a zero-based budget app, so you're assigning every dollar that comes into your house every month a place to go. So whether it's your mortgage or your rent or transportation costs or your utility bills, you're, you're assigning it uh, every dollar of your paycheck or your income to a place uh, every month. So it's called a zero-based budget. That's every dollar. I think those are the two fun things that I love to do <laughs> and the two resources that I have that I utilize myself. 
Wow. Michelle, we are so excited, so thankful that you've come on and given just wealth of information. Your 24 years in the industry has surely paid off for you. And I believe it will be a great uh, resource for the people that are listening to our show. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share my heart, because truly, this is my heart. My desire is to give hope to people to get them out of bondage. I really don't have any other overlying agenda or desire but to help people. So thank you for the opportunity to share my heart on these issues. And wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there you have it. What was that, I, see? <laughs> I said, and your daggers. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? It's truth. It's the truth. Love it. Truth and transparency will lead to transformation. So you heard it right here, folks. These are ways for you to make 2021 with your money. Make it matter. Better yet, as Michelle says, master your money in 2021. So you've heard it live right here. So with that, I want you to know there is something out there waiting for you. Now, go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.